This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. No my hearty my Kohana Tokawingawa and you're listening to That's the Ticket. It's a new episode and I've got a new guest ready and waiting today to give me an inside scoop on some of the cool creative happenings in Kirikiriroa and more. But before I introduce them, I'm going to kick things off with a song that always makes me think of today's special guest. Intrigued? Have a listen. Let me take you for a ride Yes, I'm alive in living color So sit back and let me be your TV to tell But I'm gonna need help to tell it well I got a story about fame and money And it's got more curves than a playboy bunny I wanna live, not just survive I wanna tell my story Live in a living color up tonight Yes, I'm live and living color Life ain't lived in black and white I'm a tale of a great romancer And it's got more moves than a go-go dancer Everybody knows that it's the clothes that make the man 
That was Live in Living Colour from the musical Catch Me If You Can, a song that always reminds me of today's guest as I was able to see him perform it in Hamilton Musical Theatre's production of Catch Me If You Can a few years ago. I'm pleased to have local performer Patrick Ward Live in Living Colour on That's the Ticket today. Kia ora, Patrick. Oh, kia ora, Hannah Mooney. Thank you for having me on the show. Oh, well, I honestly, I feel like it's about time, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I, uh, I, I just think um, being able to share uh, my experiences and being able to share it with you um, sounded like a really cool opportunity. And, um, you know, having been involved with in shows with you as well, um, I think um, what better time to, you know, let people know about the arts. Exactly. And honestly, I feel like this is probably one of the few times that you and I, are, we're not quite sharing a stage, but as close as we're going to get to it, because obviously you're a performer. I'm not much of a performer. Uh, not these days. I'm more behind the scenes. So every time I work with mm-hmm. Patrick, it's normally me kind of hunched over my computer sending emails while he like performs because uh, I've produced <laughs> produced stuff that you've been involved in. But, no, I, I feel like this this is new and exciting for us, and I feel like it's going to be um, a magical journey. And I also feel like now's a good time to have you on the show because you've got a lot on, mate. I have a lot on, and um, sometimes um, it can be, you know, tricky to manage in its own ways. But the thing is, you know, as some of my, you know, wise mentors do say to me, it's just like you just – you just do the work um, and you reap the rewards of what you sow. Um, and that's the mentality I've had. Never take things too personally and just enjoy life. <laughs> I, I feel like you do. But, I mean, it's, it's evident um, if I didn't know before that you enjoy performing, that I, I know this now because you're, you're in, involved in three different things, I think. And I'm, I'm going to dive in. Um, mm. I'm going to yes. start start at the beginning. Well, the the, the closest thing, um, the thing mm. that is coming the soonest, I should say, which is uh, the storm in the barn. Yes, the storm in the barn, uh, a really cool show um, directed by um, our wonderful uh, WinTech uh, tutor Jane Leonard, um, who is wonderful and has helped us grow as actors so much. Um, and what can I tell you about it? It is set in Kansas, 1937, so already going really far back. Um, and we're in the height of the Dust Bowl era. Um, we're in the middle of a massive drought. There's no crops, no water. Um, and the story centers around a young boy named Jack, um, played uh, really wonderfully by Ethan Dillon Main, um, trying to do what he can to make um, the lives of those around him better. And I think if I go any further than that, we're going to dabble into spoiler territory. But I promise you, if you come see this, you're going to be transported to a very ambient and very um, wonderful little piece. I, I liked that. That was good, Patrick. Often I get, I, you know, I get guests who are involved in stuff to do a kind of, I always say, do a brief summary without spoilers. And I feel like you hit that on the head, mate. Um, so <laughs> well done with that. Uh, and so you mentioned that this is a WinTech project, right? Yes, yes, very much a WinTech project. 
And so is this being uh, put on as part of the, oh, correct me if I get the title wrong, the, the Wintech Performing Arts degree? It is. Um, this is actually my second year as being part of this degree. Um, and I think um, personally for anyone who's looking to get into performing arts, um, I think it's one of the best decisions I made to go there. Um, not only are you learning from professionals in the industry, such as um, uh, I guess what I would call my theatre dad, Kyle Chewin, and you know, you're learning from uh, people like Julia Booth, who will get your voice you know, up to scratch as well. Um, yeah, you, you will learn so much um, and you'll get to do amazing things like Storm in the Barn, um, where you get to learn from um, also Jane Leonard, who I've already said is completely awesome. And um, we'll also be playing Kate Shepard, by the way. Um, we'll get to that probably at some point. Yeah, yeah we're <laughs> going to get to that. That's a bit spoilery, Patrick, but I'll forgive you for that one. Oof. I'm in trouble. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll let you do the rest of the interview because I'm feeling generous. But um, no, just circling <laughs> back to the storm in the barn. Uh, so yeah. that's being put on as part of the Winter Performing Arts um, degree. It's like a showcase type thing, but it is a full production, right? It's not just excerpts? It is a full production, yeah. It's got a full, clear narrative. I kind of think it's um, a really, uh, it's actually a very sweet story. It's a very um, sort of hero's journey-esque narrative um, um, from the perspective of a young boy. Um, and I think with that, um, one of the nice things about the show is that it has these really um, relatable themes of um, displacement and fear, um, especially being set in a very barren sort of, you know, wasteland where like, you know, the dust bowl is consuming everything. Um, and it speaks to, you know, some of our modern problems of climate change as well. Um, and I think with the show, what I think Jane wanted to make very clear was that we wanted to inspire our kids' dreams and we don't want to squash them. We want to make sure we're giving out good messages, um, making sure that we're, you know, inspiring the youth of tomorrow. Um, and I will say, like, it's quite, it's always quite trippy when, obviously you said that this was quite an old play. Well, it's set in like the 1930s, mm. right? And and you, you mm. touched on how it's got theme with like the dust bowls and stuff. It um, connects well with themes of climate change and stuff like that. And how themes from plays that are quite old still kind of resonate and connect today. It's, it's mm. always quite like, it makes me feel mm. sad and intrigued at the same time whenever I see something and I'm like, oh, yeah. this is still relevant today, but then it also makes the work compelling. So it, it's kind of like a, a double-sided thing, for want of a better term. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's very, um, it's actually, funnily enough, it's actually based on a graphic novel um, that, um, you know, was adapted into a play um, and, I think, like, I think you pretty much hit the nail on the head there too. Um, you know, it's got these very um, compelling themes that still resonate today. Um, and, you know, especially with, um, I, I think some people could even look at the Dust Bowl as even being something that people can relate to with COVID. You know, it's this like, you know, ever present, you know, force that's, um, you know, destroying people's livelihoods. It's, um, you know, it's not going away anytime soon. Um, and, you know, it took ages for things in Kansas to get better. Um, and I think, I think the world and Hamilton and the world. Yeah. I think we need some of that hope in today's world. Cause now, you know, um, we're starting to live a bit more 
we're, we're hoping that we can get out of the situation, you know, as yeah. soon as possible. So, yeah, um, I just think it's a really wonderful story and I think people will be really taken by it. Well, I mean, it sounds like it. It makes me just want to uh, Wikipedia dust bowls, to be honest, which I probably will <laughs> after today, not going to lie. But uh, the Storm in the Bath is uh, running at the place April 12th to 14th with 7pm shows. Tickets are only $10, which is a massive oh. vibe. And um, they're available right now um, on Eventbrite, but I highly recommend booking like this second if you can because uh, – you win tech kids, you know how to sell out. <laughs> oh, we do. We do. I, and seriously, for $10, um, you're going to get um, a show that has um, a really great use of natural sounds. Mm. Um, you know, there's, there's no band. It's actually all just natural sounds that we, the actors, create. Um, and um, there's use of, like, you know, instruments that we use in the show as well. And it really sets, like, a very big mood and ambiance. And, you know, without spoiling anything, some of the wind noises that we make um, come from the mouths of the actors. Mm. It's quite exciting, uh, to be honest. I'm not going to lie. I, lo- I, love, I love stuff like that in theatre. It, it just shakes it up a bit. I, w- I will – one last question before we move on to your next project because we've got a few to cover. Go today. for it. Um, but – how has the the process getting this um, to stage been, you know, especially going off what you've just said about how you're kind of mm. creating a lot of the stuff, not just creating the action on the, on the stage, but the soundscapes and stuff. It sounds like you've all been very heavily involved in the process and every aspect of the production almost. Yes, um, actually, because that's, I think, what, Jane has really done a good job of getting us to do is to think about the material on a much deeper level Um, because it is it is a short and sweet story but there's so much that um, we had to do to make it you know feel right and have the right vibe like I so I would almost say the process was devised not in the traditional sense but in the sense that because there is a script and there is a story um, but it was more devised in the sense that we came up with unique backgrounds for the characters um, and even thought about the subtextual information within the scenes um, where, we, where, they, where you can really, we wanted people to feel the, the little intimate stories, even if they don't entirely know exactly what those stories are, um, to really like sell the believability of the world and sell the believability of the relationships between the characters. Now, Patrick, I'm going to ask you um, a bit more of a personal question. And by personal mm. question, I'm just going to ask you about yourself. Stepping away from the projects you're working on right now, maybe maybe ask you about some projects that you have been involved in in the past where listeners may recognise you because I can't go around assuming everyone um, has a detailed knowledge of your kind of creative history as I do just because I happen to be have been a part of it. So, yeah, I, my journey, I think, for me really took off in 2019 because um, before then I was um, – I had done shows in high school. Um, I had done things like Guys and Dolls in high school. I had done little smaller plays like From Morning to Midnight or Greek plays like Hecuba. Um, and then I think – oh, also, and Beauty and the Beast and the producers from Riverly um, outside of – Um, high school as well so I had some experience even before then but I think where I started to kind of feel a bit more of the confidence come out and more of you know the you know becoming Patrick 
you know, the performer and, you know, coming into my own um, is where, you know, it started with Catch Me If You Can as Frank Abagnale Jr. Um, I owe a lot to Laurie Johnson and Amanda Masick, who um, directed the show beautifully um, and um, really helped me sort of just, you know, learn in a really great way, you know, um, and a lot actually, you know, there was stuff like, uh, like at the time, I think I was watching a lot of Suits, um, which funnily enough is a story about a guy who pretends to be a lawyer um, in order to, you know, follow his dreams. So um, I think that was rather fitting to play that character. And then after that, that led on to um, working on Dogfight um, as Eddie Birdlace with the ever lovely David Sidwell. Um, and um, that was actually my first time uh, meeting all the folks at Bold Theatre um, and meeting Nick Bray as well um, and meeting all those people and my first introduction to Julia Booth. Um, I learned a lot from that show. It was a very fast process. We had, we learned, we, you know, got the show done in like a month. Yeah. Um, it was a really awesome experience and I got to meet a lot of really cool actors too, um, like, um, uh, like Zachary Clark and Alex Pelham Whitea, um, all wonderful powerhouses of acting and theatre in Hamilton. Um, and then, that, you know, obviously because because of my relationship with Bold, that's when I did the Bold Experience, um, uh, which snowballed into doing two Hamilton Op shows. One of them being Hamilton Op presents a night at the Meteor Theatre, um, and also Revolution. So, uh, and then most recently. Um, as uh, you will probably know um, from your success with the show, Heather's um, amazing sold out show before the show even opens. Oh my goodness. Um, and also Assassins as the very creepy and understated John Hinckley. Um, um, and I actually, before I go any further, I have to say that um, as far as Assassins goes, um, I actually owe a lot to um, Steve Topher, who was, um, meant to be playing John Hinckley before I came in to step in. Um, uh, Cause um, yeah, they were wanting, they were needing an understudy um, for certain roles, but I owe a lot to Steve Topher, the original actor, because he helped shape a lot of, you know, what the character was meant to be. Um, and so, yeah, now it's on to the next projects is, and now we come full circle to Storm in the Barn um, and now another little show, which I'm sure we'll talk about um, soon. Yes, um, and, and before before we get on to that, um, I just want to mm. take a minute to acknowledge that you have literally done a show with every um, company in Hamilton that has produced musical theatre. Mm. You've done Music Makers or, well, the Hamilton Musical Theatre now um you've done bold mm. you've done black box creative and you've done hamilton operatic society yes and do you know what's interesting about that um one i've met a lot of amazing supportive people who've helped shape um all all that is patrick the actor um um and, and that's you know friends as well as like you know the as well as directors but i think the thing i love most is that with each show i've done it's been with different people um you know obviously with catch me if you can it was laurie johnson and um, amanda masick and then david sidwell who's you know such a professional and has done lots of stuff um to then getting to work with um uh, philippa shesham um and then getting to work with um uh with mel martin who as we know is the president of Hamilton Musical Theatre um, and um, and also now Kyle Chewin, um, 
for assassins. And I, I think the thing I've liked most is that I've learned different things from each of them. Um, you know, everyone's got their own flavor, their own style. Um, and I think, um, you know, it's been, a, it's been a real blessing actually, to be honest. Um, and now um, with this next show with Jane Leonard as well. So I think as actors, we can find it very hard to not take things so personally, like when people give you direction or when people, you know, are helping shape who, the actor you want to be. Um, so it's been really great for me to learn different styles and how to work with different people. I think that's the art of being an actor. You work with different people. Um, and I kind of want to continue that streak if that makes any sense. No, yeah, no, I'm, I'm all for that. And I support that um, wholeheartedly. Mm. But um, it's safe to say that um, you've heard, you're hearing Patrick Ward on That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney right now. And um, after going mm. through the last few years, you've probably seen him too. Um, at least I know I have. But uh, <laughs> before we get into your next show, I am going to mm. uh, break for a song. And um, it's a rather important segment on the show, actually. Um, and so I'm just going to okay. explain it every week because you're probably not aware of it, potentially. But um, I have an Uncle Rick, and he is a big listener of music, big listener of radio. Uh, when he found out that I was starting That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney on Free FM, he's like, cool, every week. Um, I'm going to give you a list and then every week you can play Rick's pick and every week I have. And um, so this week's Rick pick, Rick's pick is a song by Dire Straits called uh, Southbound Again. A uh, bit of a banger. I love a bit of um, Dire Straits. And so amazing. this one's for you, Uncle Rick, and uh, we'll catch you after the break. Last night I felt like crying, I cried. 
this week's rick's pick absolute banger of a track i mean i feel like i say that every week but uh you'll listen to (laughs) free fm 89.0 independent community media and i am talking to the lovely patrick ward um we've we've covered a bit of ground but there's still a bit to go because um patrick is involved in just everything under the sun it seems but um i'm gonna ask you about your the, the project you have coming up after the storm in the barn, which is opening, uh, running at the place mm. on the 14th. Uh, don't worry, there will be ticket um, info and stuff up on the That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney Facebook page if you want to get amongst it. But um, after that, you've, you've got a musical um, with Hamilton Musical Theatre. You're in Blood Brothers, aren't you? I am. I play Edward Lyons um, in Blood Brothers um, alongside... Uh, one of my best friends who also goes to WinTech, Eckhard Becker, who is playing Mickey Johnston. I feel very uh, honoured to be able to play that character and with someone who, you know, I'm very close with, um, that, you know, or that helps, you know, immediately, like makes the job so much easier. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it does help. And um, I've been kind of low-key fizzing about blood brother blood brothers Mm. for a few months on that's the ticket to be honest uh it all kind of started when i had some guests from mama mia um hamilton musical theater's uh show that they did earlier this year i had heather connelly my guests and she's like i'm in blood brothers and i was like oh my gosh Amazing, because it's actually one of my favorite shows. And I only got into it, um, it was, I think it was either last year or 2020. And it's thanks to Backstage with Mel and Mike, another Free FM Arts podcast, because they covered that show and they played songs from the show and I knew nothing about it. And I listened to that episode and I'm like, this sounds really cool. And then I just listened to the um, original Broadway cast recording like every day for two months afterwards. Wow. And so now to see, like, I feel like I've come full circle with my journey on the show because, like, I discovered it and now it's being put on in my town and I get to go and see it. And now I'm talking to you and you're playing one of the leads in the show. Yeah, well, that, that's the thing, right? Um, I mean, I actually think you'd get along very well with um, our director, Angela Walker. Uh, so lovely and energetic she is. Um, she herself um, is from Scotland and she has seen this show 25 times so we're in more than capable hands with this one (laughs) i was gonna say sounds like she's well um up to the task but uh, i'm gonna ask you to do your magic trick again patrick Mm. which is kind of to tell me about the show without giving heaps of spoilers Mm. absolutely yes um so blood brothers is known you know, by a lot of people as the Brit- uh, sorry, the, the best British musical of all time. Um, 
Um, but I think it's also um, important to point out that author Willie Russell, um, he describes the show as more of a play with songs. Mm. Um, so while it has that, you know, that label as musical, um, I, I will refer to it as a play with um, with songs for this interview. But um, the basic premise here is that um, this show is set in 1960s Liverpool, um, and the story centres around two twins, Mickey Johnston, played wonderfully by Eckhard Becker, of course, um, and Edward Lyons, portrayed by myself. Um, and we are both separated at birth. Um, um, the play... Um, shows the two growing up over a span of years, um, really delving into themes of disparity between rich and poor classes, um, and actually how that can change people in significant ways. Um, and again, like like I did with someone, I think if I go any more further than this, I think we're going to dabble into spoiler territory. But what I will say, um, and one of the things I've enjoyed most about this particular play, um, is that um, the quality of Willie Russell's writing um, is very evident in the show and I think is one of the standout things about the show. Um, you, he's really good at, um, you know, allowing you to empathise with characters and um, understand their mindset, even if sometimes they're not always necessarily likeable. Um, and... He really like I'm a su I'm a sucker for a story with lots of parallels and lots of you know things that mirror each other and there's a lot of that in the show um, and you know I, I think I would uh, agree that because the show is so you know close and so intimate in nature um, but the story it tells is so big I think um, I, I would agree with our director Angela that the Riverly Theatre space the the intimacy of that space has only really helped enhance you know, the process of actually, you know, re really realising these characters and bringing them to life. And it's really exciting. Um, I, I don't think I've been personally this excited about playing a character um, in a while, like with such with such strong writing and with such, you know, so many layers. Um, I'm almost sort of lost for words, actually. It's um, I think people are really going to enjoy seeing the show. I think it's really special. I mean, how can anyone not want to go with with that endorsement, Patrick? But no, I'm very <laughs> excited. Um, if 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 you can't tell after I gave it a you know the my whole backstory with the mm. show, but um, Blood Brothers is running at Riverley Theatre as you mentioned, uh, May fourteenth to twenty eighth. Um, there is a mixture of matinees and evening shows, which I will put up in detail with the podcast of this episode on the That's the Ticket Facebook page. Um, tickets are on sale now at iTicket, so um, get amongst it. we got to bear in mind that um, at the time uh, we're talking right now, uh, we're in the red traffic light setting. Um, hopefully that will yes. have changed, but um, that will impact on capacity um, mm. how many people you can have in the audience. So if you want to catch Blood Brothers, you guys got a book. So if you're if you're working on The Storm in the Barn and Blood Brothers right now, have you been re rehearsing for both simultaneously, Patrick? I have. Um, and with a degree of precision and professionalism as well, um, I think you really, in this, you know, I think as a lot of people would know in this industry, you've really got to make sure that when you're picking your projects and when you're doing, 
um, study as well. I think you have to really, um, you know, communicate with people what's going on. Um, and you really have to make sure that, you know, um, you're also looking after yourself as well. Um, and that, that can be hard, especially, you know, I think one of the things that um, I've always liked about, you know, being an actor is that we all just, we, we get very passionate about certain projects and we go, yes, like, I, I totally, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. And sometimes, you know, um, oftentimes we can, but I think, um, yeah, I, I've managed it with a degree of professionalism, just, you know, letting people know what's going on. Coming and showing up, getting it done, that's it. <laughs> it's well, the, it's I, the secret sauce, who thought? <laughs> yeah, no, I vibe that. And um, I vibe your time management skills as well. Because now mm. I'm going to segue into another project that I heard rumours about because I, I always ask guests, um, you know, when they're talking about stuff they're involved in, my follow-up question mm. is then, is there anything else that you've got coming up that you can talk about? Sometimes people don't because it hasn't been publicly announced. But um, mm. I'm going to have a gamble with this and see if my sources are correct. But um, are you involved in That Bloody Woman, Patrick Ward? I am indeed involved in that bloody woman. Um, and it's super exciting because actually um, 2022 marks the year that I step into the role of assistant director. Um, so I will be helping um, the wonderful Courtney Mayle and Kyle Chewin and Lauren Mann um, who all help them bring together their collective vision of the show. Um, I will be shadowing and, you know, learning from, you know, two very experienced theatre veterans, um, which I'm really thrilled about. And with a story that is super cool. Um, and um, I think uh, the original creator of the show, Luke DeSoma, um, he describes that bloody woman as um, this is a musical for people who don't like musicals. So, you know, if you, you know, really enjoy like really good rock music and really good, you know, a really good fun time and a good night out. You're going to love this, actually, yeah. I would agree with that. I was lucky enough to um, have Courtney on that, the ticket ahead of their auditions um, mm. to talk about the show and we played some songs from the show and generally just fangirled about the show. Because um, I was mm. lucky enough to catch it when it, it came through Hamilton uh, 2018, I think. I called it Clarence Street Theatre, and um, mm. it was great. And so I'm really, I'm really stoked that it's making a comeback. And now I want to ask you more questions about uh, the assistant uh, directing. Because it's such a new thing to me, it's been really good um, for me to... Um, Talk, have those discussions with the creative team and just know, you know, what my boundaries are. I think that's actually one of the things that um, is really good to understand what I've learned actually through doing theatre is actually knowing what your role is and, you know, knowing where you can come in and make suggestions or where you can come in and um, shake things up. Like, so with, my, with me, I'm there to, you know, shadow Kyle, Courtney, and let them make their vision come to life. Mm. Um, if they ask for my input, I will definitely give my input. Um, um, but I will be there learning the, the tricks and the tricks of the trade um, of how to make a wonderful show. Um, and I'm working alongside some really talented actors. Um, and I, I think um, I, I'd, I'd kick myself if I didn't mention, though, that um, I think people are really going to love Jane Leonard as Kate Shepard. 
Um, She's an absolute powerhouse of an actor. um, And um, she really knows how to get in the headspace of, you know, a character like that. Um, She's fierce. She's awesome. She's strong and, you know, an incredible singer. Um, And she's helped me learn a lot as well, um, professionally and um, personally. So I think, um, you know, um, I think people are going to be really taken by her performance and also Kate's story in general. So um, I think that's one of the most exciting things. And we've got a, a lot of newcomers as well. We've got people, um, uh, you know, Eckhart's in the show. We've got um, Norman Toffolau as well, who's got a wonderful million-dollar smile, if I do say so myself. Um, it's I, I, I think it's probably also good that I mention it's his birthday today, and I want to say happy birthday, Norman. I love you, Uso. <laughs> that, um, I'll, I will allow that. Happy birthday, Norman. But, um, no, I will encourage everyone uh, listening right now to um, hit up the Bold Theatre Facebook page to have a stalk of that cast list because it is a cracking good cast. And um, I will say it's an equally cracking good first time getting into directing Patrick, like because this show is going to yes. be one for the history books, and I think it's what a great way to start that kind of aspect of your creative career. Oh, absolutely, um, and I think part of that has been just developing really good relationships with the people I work with, um, especially um, especially Kyle and um, Courtney. Um, I've known Kyle and Courtney since um, I did Dogfight. Um, they give so much to their actors. And I think one of the big things that I, especially that I like about Kyle, um, and I'm sure Courtney will bring her flavor, her own flavor or version of this as well, um, is that they really allow their actors to actually think. Um, and um, and that, this is just from what I've observed. They allow them to think and also to have like play around and, you know, and, um, if it does, um, you know, fit with what they want, then that's, you know, they'll obviously keep it. But if they don't, then, you know, that's we we keep going. We keep working through the process. So there's already so much I've learned, you know, even from just doing shows as an actor. But I think it'll be more enlightening to kind of know what the conversations are between a creative team um, and, you know, know what the ins and outs are, how decisions get made. Um, it's such an exciting step forward. And, for for a story um, about Kate Shepherd and a, a New Zealand musical that's so unique and awesome and rockin', uh, pardon my pun, uh, I, I just think people are going to be really taken by this. Yeah, it's so cool. Couldn't have put it better myself. And, um, you know, when, we're nearing the end of your time on That's the Ticket, even though I know you and I could probably just mm. talk for hours. And so I really appreciate having the chance um to connect with you today and kind of get some insight into how you perceive the creative sphere that is Hamilton. Mm. You know, because I feel like you've got quite a unique perspective as someone who's very much in the scene right now doing the hard yards. And so thank you so much for your time today, Patrick. Oh, you're welcome. Absolutely. Um, I'm be more than happy to, uh, but to do this anytime you ask Hannah, because you know, you've been, you know, such a, you know, great, you know, supportive um, player in the performing arts scene. Um, and I really am honoured to be able to be able to do an interview with you and to be able to share my experiences. And 
I, I love what you do and honestly just keep up keep up the great work that's that's all i can say <laughs> oh see i'm gonna have to have you back with a with a glowing review like that but um thank you patrick and uh, i'm gonna play you out with a song that i'm actually going to dedicate to my mum because she hears this oh, on the, so on, the cool. ra- on the radio often and my mum will probably remember you um from school shows um so this one's for you um oh celia Celia to Patrick, mum to me. Well, mum to many, actually. She's mum and Mooney to everyone in the Hamilton Theatre community. But uh, this is uh, a new track from uh, George Ezra called Anyone For You, brackets, Tiger Lily. Tiger Lily moved to the city. She just turned 21. And I said, here's my number. Hit me up if you need be anyone, 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 anyone for you. Anyone, 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 anyone. I can love you, I could be anything you want of me. And in the darkness of the night, baby, let me be your light. I can love you, I could be anything you want of me. And in the darkness of the night, baby, let me be your light, be your light.
Tiger Lily, a new track from George Ezra, which I'm playing for my mum because she loves that track. And uh, if you don't play a song for the mums, what are you doing with your radio show? Well, I should say for the mums and for your Uncle Rick. But no, you're listening to That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney. I've just had a lovely catch up with local performer Patrick Ward. Uh, Big thanks Patrick for joining me today it was great to catch up with you and I can't wait to see uh, some of the projects you're involved in because as we covered there are quite a few but on the topic of projects happening in Kirikiriroa of the creative nature uh, now I just want to quickly go through upcoming events as I always do on that's the ticket Uh, these are in no particular order and please note that I will be putting links to the stuff um, I've talked about up with the podcast of this episode which means it's very important that you give the that's the ticket with Hannah Mooney Facebook page a cheeky like so you can see my helpful lists of links so over at the place uh, the storm in the barn is running April 12th to 14th featuring the lovely Patrick Ward that's got 7 p.m shows with tickets at $10 which are available right now on Eventbrite please do book if you want to catch that because as we mentioned wind tech shows do sell fast over at the Meteor they're closed right now for bathroom renos but they do have hit improv event Cinema Improviso presents His Girl Friday coming through in May I believe this is the third Cinema Improviso in recent times and can confirm that this is likely to be a hoot as the last two I went to were great fun so I highly recommend uh, getting along to that one and booking your tickets looking at other upcoming events Clarence Street Theatre have Tom Sainsbury's Snapchat Dude Live coming through on the 8th of June think we're all in need of a laugh so uh, get to that one all you comedy fans over at Riverley, as we mentioned Hamilton Musical Theatre have Blood Brothers running May 14th to 28th featuring uh, Patrick Ward my guest today tickets are available now at iTicket and then last but by in no means least Kitty Roa Hamilton Zine Fest, previously known as Hamilton Zine Fest, is gearing up for 2022 with KHZ22 running in the Wintech City Hub Event Room 1 on the 7th of May from 10am to 3pm with the after party taking place at the Last, Bus, last Place Bar on Collingwood Street from 6pm on May 7th too. As per usual, it's clear that there is a lot of cool stuff happening in the Tron right now. So I'll leave you all to get along to some cracking good events and I will be back next week. I'm going to play myself out with a track from a New Zealand band, uh, a band called There's a Tuesday and this is Bus Stop. Uh, Matewa, I will see you later. Talk about it How would I know 
accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. 
This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.